Hey everybody, how you doing today? Well, I would hope I'm doing pretty well myself. Been been thinking some thoughts, doing some things, you know, as a, as a human being does. Um, well, so one thing I want to talk about today is um, I want to talk about the Dark Souls slash Soulsian uh, gaming franchise, of which I'm sure many of you are familiar. Um, but in case you're not, I'm gonna I'll give a quick overview. So Dark Souls is a video game franchise. Uh, very, very, very popular one. It's kind of technically it's it's multiple franchises really, but it's sort of all summarized under one general one because all the games are very similar in terms of approach and aesthetic and and presentation, and they're made all by the same people. So, you know, it tends to to sort of be it. And um, one of the f- biggest sort of features, like standing at like uh, thing, like promotional things about the game, has always been like. You know their difficulty. They've always been kind of advertised as being very uh, brutal experiences. The kind of experience that, as you go through, you will you will get yet you will yell at and you'll get angry at and you will feel a lot of frustration. And through all those emotions, you will that those will be the things that endear you to the game and make you want to keep playing out of a sense of oh, I want to overcome these these obstacles which have frustrated me so. And you know, I never got that with uh, Dark Souls. And I think that's part of the biggest reason I kind of hate it as a game and as a franchise, with some exceptions, and I'll talk about that. But, you know, I, like, like I've never become, ever once become angry when I die in Dark Souls or any of the Soulsian games. Um, and I think it's just because every time it was so reasonable for me to die. I mean, that's part of it, and there's another reason, which I'll explain, but the, the the first reason is that it's it's reasonable. It's reasonable to die in a Soulsian game because the enemies typically will have, you know, as most video games do, they'll have more health than you. A lot of times they'll be much faster than you and much faster than you're physically capable of moving your character. They'll have a lot of powerful weapons or status effects or whatever, uh, not to mention, you know, the AI is in Dark Souls is famously very, very brutal and efficient. It's a very well-made AI. Um, or birthed AI, depending on, again, compensations to the AI who will eventually come here. Anyway, but, you know, I remember when I first played Dark Souls, you know, it was, it was, it already become a pretty popular game. I hadn't played it as of yet, and my friend, uh, they were like, hey, we should really play this video game, and I'm like, okay, cool, I love video games. So I played Dark Souls, and, you know, as I was playing it, they were I I did like at first a lot of what I was seeing. I was like, oh, this is a cool fantasy RPG where I can I can play. It's an action game. There's this cool like dark uh, aesthetic. It's like a lot of shadow and mist and and deep sort of sort of mystical nonsensical dialogue. Like you must go to burnt one to the high bell and ring it thrice in order to call upon the dark lord and kill it. You know, there's a lot of stuff like that. It's pretty cool. And then I died for the first time, and, you know, I was no stranger to video games at that point. You know, death happens a lot, and, you know, I've certainly died in video games before. And, you know, I kept playing, and I'm like, oh shit, okay, I died in a video game. And, I don't know, I think it was to the rats in the that frickin' first one place. I think people know I'm talking about the rats in that one area. There's a lot of rats in the Souls games, but in specifically Dark Souls 1, there's some rats very early on. I think I, di- I died to some rats, and I think, and I was like, okay, that's fair. You know, the rats were hidden in some sewage and gunk, and I, and I you know, um, so I didn't see them, and I died. And I was like, okay, I wasn't too mad about that. Uh, so I restarted, and... You know, and obviously this is when I, I kind of became familiar with Dark Souls' formula of, you know, 
basically Dark Souls has a formula of any challenge you defeat in the game, with the exception of bosses, like the biggest fights, you have to encounter again. So if I defeat a group of enemies and then die after them, I will essentially respawn to a point before those enemies and I will have to deal with those enemies again. Um, At no point do you technically have to fight most enemies in the game. Most enemies in the game you can just run past and most people do. But obviously it's an action RPG and fighting is at least supposed to be the thing you do most and enjoy most. I... You know, and and the second time, it was still really fun because it's like, oh, I got to approach the fight a little differently. I got to get to play it around with it, you know. And I kind of thought, oh, well, this would probably be just the second time I'd be playing this exact fight, right? And then I got to the rats again, and I didn't die this time. And then I got to, I don't remember exactly what was next, but I think I died to the fucking next boss. And, you know, it killed me in like... 30 and within like 10 seconds of me starting the boss fight I'm like okay and then I then I respawn I'm like okay so now I have to fight all those enemies again for the third time including the rats for the second time and then I have to fight the boss again so I have to do all that again and I'm like okay so I did it all again uh started it all again I died to the rats again because I I was lazy and I'm like okay uh so I respawn and I'm like I anal- and let me analyze my feelings here. Like, what was I feeling at this point of this in state of the stage of the Souls gameplay loop? Was I feeling was I feeling frustration? Was I feeling anger? Was I feeling frustration? Me personally, no. I was feeling basically nothing. I'm like I died to a video game more often than I usually do. There's no reason to be angry about something like this. Like I mean, like I I can get angry about a video game, you know, but. The thing is with Dark Souls, it's like it happens so often, you you stop getting angry at it. At least I do. Like it's like it happen. Like you expect death so often that it's really hard to ever be angry at it because it's it's normal. So it's like okay, you go through, you do the challenge, you probably die during the challenge. If you don't, cool, and you do that over and over again, and then you get to the boss, and it's like okay, so the boss in itself is usually much much harder than the surrounding area. So, it's like, I get the boss, uh, it's like my fourth time, I'm already feeling kind of bored with the experience now, because I just, I, I basically am being forced to replay a bunch of things over and over again, and I never find that fun. Um, and I get to the boss fight, and I fight the boss fight again, and it kills me again. It's like, oh, I have to do it again. Suffice to say, I repeat all this, like, three more times, then I kill the boss. And, you know, the next three times, I didn't obviously bother going through with the the enemies in the medium. I just ran past them. You know, I tried to avoid them. And it's like, okay, well, the AI is really persistent. And a lot of times it can be hard to run past enemies in the game. Because a lot of times they'll have ranged weapons or attacks where if you don't actively kill them, if you, you know, if you don't spend time on them, sometimes they'll become more dangerous than if you ignore them. And then if you and then if you were to engage them, and I'm like, it 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 it, it, it at least it, for me it becomes tedious, you know. And for a long time, you know, you know, and I I didn't feel super comfortable discussing that argument because I never really wanted to know. Like you know, I was like I died before in other video games. You know, why does Dark Souls specifically get on my nerves so much, and what or more specifically, why does it bore me so much? 
and get on my nerves so much because that's always what I felt with both it uh, Dark Souls 3 was the same for me i very bored by Dark Souls 3 I did not it, I, I, I never got frustrated or angry at Dark Souls 3 or Dark Souls 1 I just got bored I just got bored and very kind of depressed it was like okay this is a depressing way to spend my time is playing a video game like this uh, you know, and it's hard because you want to love Dark Souls so much because it's so fucking good otherwise. Like, it has amazing art, brilliant visuals, phenomenal uh, um, sound and music design, wonderful lore, like a ton of other really, really great things that make it an experience you want to get invested in, you know. And that's that's why, like, for so many years, my friends would obsessively try to get me to love Dark Souls. Like, one in particular was just a huge Dark Souls fan, and they worked so hard to try to get me to love Dark Souls, and I just didn't, I just didn't enjoy it, because I'm like, and I think it's just because I, I just, I, I didn't get angry when I died, and I'm like, everyone else did, did, and I'm like, like, I'll get angry when I die in a video game, like, once or twice, I don't get angry beyond the, that, though, because why would you? It's like, at that point, you're, it's pretty, it becomes pretty apparent, it's like, oh, it, it's reasonable to die, so why would I get angry doing it? You know, and it's like, okay, um, and, and and there's there's another reason that dying so much I think kind of hurts the the ability to enjoy the Souls games for me specifically definitely and I I feel like maybe for everyone even if they don't fully at least I think so is here's so here's the obvious truth about video games video games aren't real you know video games are an artistic illusion you know they're a bunch of pixels on a screen which we look at in our subjective superficial chemical-induced, based, biological beings interpret it in a way which we can imagine it as something more than what it is. You know, I can look at Dark Souls, I can see a boss fight, I can imagine that it's real, and so I can, my body, I, I, I in a sense, trick myself and my body and my reactions into believing it's real. So, you know, my hands get sweaty, my, my heart starts pumping, you know, I get all the, these, my adrenaline starts going up as I get all these reactions that you know, inevitably, in, in usually come up to terms with uh, a game, a video game. But the thing about Dark Souls for me was that, you know, because death becomes so easy, you know, because when I death, because you die so often in Dark Souls, one thing you kind of lose, you kind of realize real quickly is, oh, I'm immortal. Like, like, like you are. You're immortal in Dark Souls, and obviously, you're immortal in every video game. Because you can respawn, and Dark Souls is the same in that way. But whereas Dark Souls is different, is because death is far more common than most video games. And so it becomes harder and harder the more you die in Dark Souls to keep tricking yourself. It becomes harder and harder to, to embrace the illusion of, that, of consequence within the game. It gets harder and harder to embrace the subjective uh difficulty because it's like this is a video like because like no matter how badly you lose you kind of realize it didn't really matter because i'm immortal so i can just try again and it's like but then obviously the next question is well what am i trying again for and it's like well it's a video game so presumably to have fun but it's like okay well what's fun about a video game usually it's uh you know the experience of getting to fight and the the combat itself, which I've never loved. Dark Soulsian combat, um, it always felt very slow and sluggish to me. Like Dark Souls is kind of famous for like, you know, your character isn't really like a hero or like a skilled person. They're just kind of like a dude. They're just kind of like a dude with a dude's skills or like a person's skills, you know. And um, 
and like those as a person skills are pretty inefficient and it's like okay so i'm playing a inefficient normal person who can't die that's my only real superpower is i'm immortal and i get reminded of that fact constantly and i'm like how does anyone react to that other than with anything other than being really depressed? Because that's my reaction to that is I just get depressed. It's like, wait, so I'm just a normal person who's immortal in a horrifying world where I have to fight monsters? That's not fun. That's horrifying and boring and depressing. It's like, why would I, I find joy or uplifting in that? Because it's like, because you die so often, you lose the illusion that you're in any way capable at the video game. Like, and even if you don't, like, and I guess, like, obviously the, the, the point is to, like, you know, there's a, like, I'm sure there will be legitimate, um, like, thing, like, and obviously you can't just get better at the video game, and, I mean, here's the thing, I, I like playing video games kind of casually, and Dark Souls is not a game that lets you do that, and to be fair, um, you know, but at the same time, it's, it's definitely not just the fact that it, you know it's like it's like if it wasn't a game where i could die a lot then it wouldn't be difficult but if i do die a lot the game fails to be interesting to me because it is it becomes it become i again i lose the illusion that i am fallible within the context of the game i am reminded oh yeah i am playing a video game where i am technically an immortal character and my character is immortal and so no matter how badly i fuck up over and over again I just keep coming back and it's like why why am why do I keep coming back like obviously it's it's a video game but I'm like why does this game insist upon reminding me so much that my character is an immortal person who can't actually die you know or because it, it's boring to me it's boring to me to be immortal in any context like 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 that's that's you know like is anyone ever if anyone's read um I forget the exact title story. It was Mary Shelley's story. Uh, was it the the immortal immortal uh, the the immortal or is it just the immortal the the book about the fucking dude who didn't age? Great book, and it basically talks about how yeah, immortality is a fundamentally depressing, existentially gross experience, and that's what I think Dark Souls is for me. It's a depressing, existentially gross experience because it constantly reminds me, within the context of its fantasy world, that I am immortal, and so I cannot actually die, and so because of that, also, there aren't really any consequences to things. There's no risk. So, like, if I go into a new boss fight in Dark Souls because I know and get reminded so often that I die, because I, I die a lot, is, like, that, you know, it's not real and that I'm immortal why feel stakes for anything like i like if i go into a new boss fight you know for me it's like when i'll do it and i'll sorry i'm hiccuping a little gas there it'll be you know it'll have great music and i'll have the boss will be amazingly designed it'll it'll be a, it'll have a fascinating way of moving and have cool abilities and all that'll still be true but it's like also i'm an immortal motherfucker i'm an immortal normal person who has to go fight this thing how 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 like, I just end up getting depressed because I'm like, why can't I be the monster? Like, the monster seems like it'd be fun to play as. But my character is just a boring person. Like, there's nothing, like, like there's nothing, like, like there's no ability, like, and, and a lot of people say, like, oh, the goal is, is perseverance. You're supposed to take joy in your perseverance. But here's the thing. Perseverance only matters is if you can lose everything. If, if like, the reason perseverance makes sense in real life is because you might die and not achieve anything. 
that's why it counts. Like if if I if I work towards something and I and it's really hard and really risky and I can't die permanently, it won't actually mean much. And Dark Souls for some reason builds its game around that concept. You know, and it's like, oh, it's just weird. It's like, like in obviously in other games, it's not as much a pro. And obviously, again, all in all video games, you're immortal. But in other video games, they they usually will make it so that you die a lot less, and thus your your subjective chemical, emotional, biological brain is capable of, you know, it pretending more. You're capable of pretending more. This is like okay. Like I'll take for example God of War. Let's say I've played God of War on hard before. Let's say I'm playing God of War on hard, where not a super easy game, but you know, like you you die. I'd say like every hour or so in the game, maybe or maybe longer. Like it's not a game where you die too often, and you know it's enough that, and you know, and also it's it's not a it's a game where you just pick right up where you left off. So if you die, it's like oh I started two minutes right before I started. All that kind of allows you to keep the illusion that you're 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 killable. Like within the context of the story and the drama and the fantasy world, when I'm playing a say Kratos and God of War, it's like, oh, I go forward, I I I, I win most of the time, and then I die. One what does this provide me as the player? That experience of winning most of the time, and then dying. One, that provides me the emotional like anger and frustration because then I like like there in that context I died because I was being inefficient. I died because I was being complacent. I died because I got lazy. I forgot the video game could beat me and so I allowed it to. And that's what pisses me off. And it's like, oh, and that and that'll give me the emotional drive to keep going and then go forward and, and, and fight again and probably win. And maybe die one or two more times if it's a boss fight, but I'll I'll typically keep going and I'll win. But that's never. But with Dark Souls, it just happens so often that you die. And again, because it's rare that you die a lot in something like die, you don't die too much in God of War. You're able to keep the illusion. You're able to keep tricking yourself that you're capable of dying, even though you're not. You're capable of pretending that your fights have consequences, even though they don't. Um, Dark Souls kind of takes that illusion from you. It kind of it kind of makes it really hard to pretend that you're able to die and it's like what's the point then because it's a video game where i'm supposed to pretend to be some like grand thing doing grand things and stuff like fighting a monster that's like this giant motherfucker with like 17 heads and has this cool ice dagger or something only makes sense if i at least believe in the superficial arbitrary pretend concept uh, context of this video game experience that I can't die and Dark Souls is so inefficient about that so inefficient about letting you believe you can die because it hasn't happened so often you know and it's like oh and that's that's why I don't love Dark Souls 1 um Really, I hate Dark Souls 1. Can't play Dark Souls 1. I've played like 40 hours of Dark Souls 1, but I have never played like I've never gotten past like 10 hours worth of Dark Souls 1 because I just I wanted to like the game so badly, so I kept trying it many, many times, and every time I would get so bored and so depressed and just stop playing. And that was true for 3 too. Um I never played too much. I played a bit of it and it seemed cool in some ways, but I it felt like same problem. Um you know, and then, you know, uh, I played Bloodborne, and Bloodborne for me was a lot better, and I think that's because in Bloodborne, you're, 
I think I think it's just I don't know. I I did feel like I died less in Bloodborne than I did in say Dark Souls one or three, um, and I think that helped. I think that helped a lot. And in you know instead they just like and not to mention it had this amazing atmosphere and had great, the gameplay was faster too. So I liked playing my character more. I liked like controlling character more i like the abilities and the flavor more so it and i liked a lot of the bosses you know and there's just like things like that that helped but also it still has that problem of oh you die a lot eventually you realize you're immortal and then the game gets really boring and you know for me that happened when um i got to the snake fuck people like the snake boss fight really amazingly designed boss fight but i died like eight times and by the eighth time, I was just so bored. I was like, I just would like to keep playing the rest of the game to see what other encounters and boss fights are in this game. But I can't because I have to beat this game, this this dude, but I can't. And so it's just kind of frustrating and boring. And I gave up because I'm like, well, I kind of don't really want to play anymore if I have to beat this boss fight to keep playing. Like, I like this game, but not enough to keep being bored, you know. So... That, that was my experience with Bloodborne. And then I, I finished it later with some friends who were much better, were who knew a lot more about the game and and were, uh, you know, like one friend in particular was a real Dark Souls head, different friend, the one I mentioned previously. Um, you know, and then we were able to, we did a bunch of arcane builds, so obviously we swept that fucking game and destroyed everything. And it was kind of fun because of that. Um, you know, and obviously that was also a reverse problem, you know, where if you're too powerful and things are way too easy, then also it gets boring. But since, you know, obviously the downside is that if you're... The the, the upside of why that was fine then, I think, for me, was because, one, I was playing with friends, so I it was a social experience. Two, arcane builds is pretty sick, let's be real. Uh, and three, if you're overpowered in Bloodborne with three two other overpowered people, you kind of just get through the game pretty fucking quickly. Like... Like, we beat that whole experience in, like, eight hours. It was ridiculous. Um, you know, and then you got to... Yeah, and then I played Sekiro. Everything I just said about... Uh, now, Sekiro... Here's, here's the thing you should understand. Sekiro Shadows Die Twice is one of my favorite video games of all time. I adore Sekiro. I love playing Sekiro. I love the presentation of Sekiro. I love the aesthetic of Sekiro. I love the movement of Sekiro, which Dark Souls really needs good movement, and Sekiro is the first game to have good movement, and it has such good movement, so it's so good. And I think I think one of the reasons, and, and, and I think I think one of the reason why um, uh, Sekiro for me is much more of it is able to keep for me the illusion that I can die is a couple reasons. One, uh, and, and and thus doing becomes more interesting. It allows itself to be more interesting and allows me to pretend there are still stakes. Is one, you can't die as easily. Uh, so what I mean by that is you can get downed and you have an ability that lets you resurge and get right back up on your feet. You know, and so I love that in Sekiro because it allow because you know so essentially you just, you just go down. It's not a death animation. You just get knocked down. The game just sort of fades. The you just get like this bloody screen, and you're sitting down. And the game gives you the option of dying, or you can get back up on your feet. Why I love this, and I think this works, is because once you get back up on your feet, you're right back in it. Nothing has changed. Like the the world, keep, you know, you're still in the fight exactly where you left off. And this allows me as the player to. St- keep pretending that I am capable of dying. It feels like 
you know, and it's a good reminder. It's like, I didn't die, but I got close. And because I didn't actually die, but got close, my subjective experience is like, oh, hey, death becomes a little more real to you. And so the fight becomes a little more real to you, and it gets more exciting, it gets more interesting, and it gets more more visceral, and your heart starts pumping, clammy hands, all that shit. You know, the adrenaline starts going. You know, and then, you know, and I think I think that's why Sekiro for me was such an accomplished game, was because it kind of just took the the Sekiro it, it had the problem its its main problem of dying too much, it basically just cut in half by giving you an extra life which I thought was a great idea, and I was disappointed they didn't bring it back for Elden Ring. Um, two, other reason, your mobility is so good. That problem of having to run past enemies was difficult, not a thing anymore. You are a super stealthy, hyper-mobile ninja in this game. If you want to get past the entire enemies without ever dealing with them, you can. Also, that, so that's another reason. Third big reason... You can be stealthy. Stealth is a mechanic in Sekiro. You can remain hidden. Why is that not a, was that not a, a like like thing you could do in the other games? Like it, it, especially since it made so much sense to. Like you were a squishy normal person. Like why is it that the game heavily makes it so that you are basically you don't have any choice except to fight your way through something. Like, the, like that's my biggest, like, one of my biggest problems with, uh, you know, the Soulsian games. They are clearly not games that reward you ultimately for taking a fighting approach, and yet that's the kind of thing that they make you want to do. Like, stealth would have made a lot more sense in the Soulsian, the Souls games than it would have in Sekiro, because in Sekiro you're a lot more powerful. You're a lot quicker, you're a lot faster, your fucking parry ability is so good, you could parry fucking gods. Like, you're genuinely very competent and powerful in Sekiro. And, you know, that is that is compensated, and, and even though the enemies are very difficult, you know, you're powerful enough that especially along with the recharge ability, you die just enough to keep it interesting. You die usually like, you know, like, I, you know, it's, it's fucking, you, you know, like I, I, I can safely say that I never had a problem with believing in the illusion of mortality in Sekiro where, you know, I never got bored after dying in Sekiro because it was never too frequent. It was just the right amount. Souls and games, I could not say the same. Uh, Elden Ring too. You know, even though Elden Ring came after Sekiro, and I was hoping it would manage Sekiro's pacing with that. It, it to me, it did not, and it, it also I felt like you died way too often, um, or just way too lamely. <laughs> I don't know. A lot of times when you die in the Souls games, it's for a very lame reason. Like you, like there was a trap that you didn't think would be a trap, and you died, and it was like the. I mean, that, that's fine. Like one or two times. After a while, it just gets boring, and you know, it's like eh. And again, especially since again you're immortal in in Souls games, and again you're it's very able, easy to perceive yourself as immortal in the Souls games. And so when you're an immortal who's a normal person, and you die to a trap, it's like, why is why is my character doing any of this? Like my character so easy clearly is not like capable or the best person for the job. So why am I the one doing it? And I know a lot of people respond to it, well, yeah, that's the point. You're supposed to not be the best person for the job and doing it anyway because, again, perseverance. And I'm like, you got a point. But also, like, wouldn't, like, I kind of feel like, wouldn't the, like, mean, and again, it's like, and again, like, in reference to Sekiro, it's like, well, why didn't I, 
approach things in that context then like if i was a squishy normal person in souls games why did i fight and approach challenges and difficulties and encounters like i was some sort of hero god and you know like why like why was like the, the game doesn't really let you sneak past things really i mean i think it, i think there is a stealth game mechanic in three or two maybe one did two and i just didn't pay attention but i know it's not very good if if it was a thing because i know no one plays rogues because they suck um you know they're not very useful and i'm like but that's isn't wouldn't that be kind of the only real way to play that game like if you're a normal person like if i was a normal person in that kind of setting i wouldn't go and fight a dragon with a sword i'd try and sneak past it or trick it or like make a different deal with a different entity so it could kill it you know like i wouldn't do it so like for some reason soul the souls games is incredibly insistent upon making you making you the least possibly like they'll make you as little as least capable as you can to encounter a specific to deal with a specific set of challenges and also make you you deal with those challenges basically through the context of your own weaknesses which i'm like that's not how you that's weird to me that's weird to me you know and Sekiro, sekiro on the other hand is you are again you are very powerful in sekiro comparatively you have skills you have abilities you have uh talents and things that allow you to succeed well in the world and you can still die in Sekiro. There are many very challenging boss fights and encounters. Genichiro is such a shit. Genichiro is so hard. I died like 18 times to Genichiro. And why was that fine in comparison to Dark Souls? Because after 18 times of dying to Genichiro, which is basically halfway through the game, I'm pretty sure I still hadn't died as many times as I had after 10 hours of Dark Souls 1. <laughs> That's why. That's fine. So... You know, that's kind of my, my stake there is that um, Dark Souls as a concept and the, the its formula and it's the games of which have come from it really only work if you don't die too often. You know, you can only die a certain amount and that's every video game. Every video game is obviously that, that case, you know. Um, and this has ultimately, yes, been just a, a kind of advertisement that the Soulsian games, I don't think there's going to be any more. I'm pretty sure Elden Ring was going to be the last one, is what I heard. I think I heard Miyazaki say. And that's unfortunate because I felt like the franchise had a lot more room to grow and evolve. Um, I kind of felt like either it needed to stop pretending like it wasn't ultimately a kind of normal video game, because it is. Or, like, Sekiro is a lot more standard, I feel like, as far as video game, like, death formats go. And I think it was much, much better because of it. Um, so either accept that and make every game that they make more like Sekiro. Or go all in and stop pretending your it makes sense for your character to fight a dragon by equipping armor and a sh shield and sword. And instead say, hey, you're a normal squishy thing. How would a normal squishy thing go about the process of killing a god? And the answer is probably by going and talking with another god and being like, hey, other god, what do I have to do for you so you can kill this other thing? You know, the answer is maybe you have to sneak in. Maybe maybe you have to sneak. Maybe, maybe here's the thing. Imagine if Souls, uh, the first Dark Souls was just a stealth game, like just a heavy stealth, like dishonored uh thief style stealth game where you are encouraged to avoid combat at all costs i feel like that would make it make so much more sense and 
you know, it, it would it would allow you to approach the situation in a way that makes sense for what your character is, which is a normal squishy person. Um, it would allow every enemy in the game to become so much more terrifying because you know you're so obviously not equipped to handle it, and you just your your flight your flight instincts will kick in and be like, I need to stay away from everything, you know. But maybe you have to get close in order to do something, you know. Uh, I think that would be really cool. Um, and but you know it's that's not what they did, and it was like okay. Um, so yeah, I. I don't like Dark Souls because it's boring. It's a boring game to me. It's not a. It's not. I can't say it's a bad game. Is the thing I cannot say Dark Souls is a bad game because in so many ways it really is one of the greatest games ever made. It's just that ultimately, though, in spite of all these qualities that it has, like great boss design, great um, uh, art, great music, great lore, great level design, it's a boring game because you die too much. <laughs> And that's ultimately why it fails for me and isn't a good experience. Um, and that's, I think, true for 1 and 3. I haven't really played enough of 2 to say I've heard 2 is very easy, and maybe I'd like 2, because I heard there are people who genuinely really like 2. Like, I had a friend whose favorite Dark Souls was 2, and maybe I would like 2 as well, but I haven't tried it. Um, and then Sekiro, which is you die just enough like to keep it really interesting, and the things that will kill you are a lot are always boss fights. Like I almost never died to like a random enemy in, or like situ or trap or anything in Sekiro. It was always like a boss or at the very least a mini boss, which I think is how ultimately it should be. I think it's fine if you die a shit ton to a boss, but it has to be a boss or a mini boss. If you are playing a game in which you are supposed to be an awesome warrior, which you are in Sekiro and you're not in souls. So, um, and then Elden Ring came out, and Elden Ring was just kind of the ultimate Souls formula. You know, it was like the Souls formula done to its best it possibly could, because in a lot of ways, Elden Ring is an amazing game. I've played a decent amount of it. I've played like 20 hours. I've watched a friend play, I've, I've watched play like my friend play a couple of times with their like uh, like 50 hour plus playthrough where they're like level 99, and that was pretty insane you know, and cool to watch, but, you know, for me, I, I still got that problem of it's like, I just get bored, I get bored in Elden Ring, because it's like, you know, a lot of, the, it's an open world, and I'll be honest, I'm not sure Elden Ring being an open world was a good idea for what it is, and there's a reason for that, um, one, I mean, it's, it's debatable, and honestly, I'm not, I, I can't, I'm, I'm not even make, taking a hard stance here, I'm just genuinely not sure if it was a good idea or not, uh, it could be, it could not be. I think I have to think more on that. But here's what the problem, I think, with Elden Ring's open world was, which is that, for me, when I play an open world game, what I like about it is the chance to discover things uh, and more accurately discover situations. You know, in Elden Ring, when I travel, 90% uh, of what I will discover is a fight, which, again, all my problems with uh, fighting in Elden Ring, the Soulsian franchise and all that still apply in Elden Ring. I, they're better about it because in Elden Ring, the the gameplay I think definitely did marked marked improvement. Um, still, I think it still has, is weird and kind of slow and sluggish and a bit confused, but ultimately really w well done for the formula that it has chosen to do. Um, and then, so it's either a fight or I get talked at, and I say talked at. 
because this is not a game that allows you as a character to choose dialogue, which I think is weird that in every Soulsian game, with you basically don't get to you don't get to say anything. You're basically just a protagonist with no voice or personality getting talked at by NPCs, and I'm like. It, it, it helps that the NPC dialogue and the NPCs themselves are always really interesting, but it's like, why am I, why am I playing essentially a robot? Why am I playing a robot that just has this? Because it's kind of what you play in Sekiro or, or the, not Sekiro, but the Soulsian games. You play a robot that just has like a va- like a series of vague tasks that it can do that it can accomplish just by killing things, and because it's a mortal self repairing robot that can just keep coming back, it tries this an infinite number of times and maybe it doesn't take you that long because you're really good at the game. Maybe it does. And, you know, if you can manage to... Here's the thing. I don't like a game that requires you to be good to enjoy it. And the Souls games are. They're a game where if you are... And I don't just mean that in the sense of, oh, I don't like not being good. I mean, if I am not good in the Souls games and I die a lot... I lose the illusion of um, being mortal, and that's what takes away the joy. And yes, that is true for every video game. And But not every video game designs your character and the boss fights and the setting with a very express intent that you do die a lot. Like, even I have... Like, even my very good friends who have been very good at Dark Souls... A lot of times won't be will will fight bosses they've fought before and still die like five or six times because that's just how Dark Souls is, and it's like that's weird. That's that's weird that you're that committed to like doing something that takes away dramatic the the dramatic illusion of fatality to for your players. You know that's weird. I, that just that seems weird to me. Not to mention. Having a boss that kills you that quickly very easily, or at least probably will, or even if it doesn't, well, you have to fight a lot, is really bad for the impression of the boss in a lot of ways. Because humans, by our very instinct, react artistically to things by first impression. And that, that, is, that is very true for art. First impression matters for art. The first time you see a character or an event or a set piece in any kind of art, a video game is included, that, will, that first time will be the time that has the most potential for it to stick to you, for it to mean something to you, because that is how we react to his creatures. So if that first time encountering a boss fight is the best version of that fight for you, then it will be the best version of that fight ever, no matter what, because that is how you function as a human being. But Dark Souls, by its very nature... wants you to fail at least five or like at least two or three times at least and often a lot more and every time they do that you know it and it's not too much of a problem because dark souls boss fights are so genuinely epically designed that it kind of just doesn't matter to like they're just so epically designed that they fundamentally resist that that core human concept of perception and like first impressions like even if like you lose even if your first impression of a boss fight in uh the souls games is you die immediately and obviously that's a to me that's a waste of a dramatic moment because you know you killing off a player 
for a boss fight right away is not a good way to introduce that boss no matter what you want to do. Even if what your goal is to set that boss up as intimidating, that's not a good thing to do because it doesn't let you savor uh, the boss. It doesn't let you um, enjoy the boss. It doesn't let you appreciate the boss. And that means that you, you have to do all that stuff during your second impression. And that kind of... You know, you know, it, 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 it's it's weird. It's kind of it, it, the relationship you have with bosses in the game is a bit paradoxical. Like they're really epic because they kill you a lot, but also that's the reason they're kind of lame a lot, or at the very least, experiencing them is kind of lame a lot because it gets boring. Um, Sekiro not nearly as much of a problem because you it has the downed mechanic. So because of that you get to you get to pick right back up so you get to so if someone hits you kills you right away you get to take a moment you get to take a moment in the fight in Sekiro and be like oh shit okay i i can i'm i am aware of this boss i have a small a bit like and it's essentially a challenge in and of itself when you die in Sekiro like not when you die but when you get down because it's like oh wow i have 10 seconds before this death timer counts down and I have to get back up on my feet in this 10 seconds I need to evaluate what just happened I walked into a situation I died because the the boss fight stabbed at me so fastly and it's like you have to analyze what happens like what do I know well one you know and because if you don't you might die again real fast so it's like okay uh I know I died really quickly because I know the boss is fast that's what I learned from getting down so quickly I know the boss is fast I know the boss can move. I know the boss is big. And also, when you're downed, you, you can see around you. So you can look at the boss. You can be like, okay, I can look at the boss. I can analyze its size, its distance, its shape, how it moves, its aesthetics, maybe get a hint about its abilities. And because you can do all of that in the middle of the fight, you essentially can get right back up and do so much better right away without losing any momentum or losing your perception of the consequence of death and that is why that mechanic in Sekiro is such a good idea and makes so much more sense and the fact that it was not an Elden Ring to me was a was I think a genuinely was a genuine mistake I think it would have Elden Ring would have benefited very much from having uh a a sort of second win mechanic as Sekiro does uh but it, it did and also wouldn't that make sense with the whole determination aspect behind uh you know, it's just like you, you get back up even though you... Like, it would make maybe even more sense in the Souls game. It'd be like, oh, I get back up even though I have will probably just die immediately again, you know? that that I think that would just make... It would just help the game. Um, uh, yeah, so... Yeah, those are my feelings on the Souls game. Their biggest flaw is that they're very boring a lot of the time because they, I think, uh, do not always efficiently use the they they kind of forget that at the end of the day this is a fucking video game and nothing in it is actually worth getting that mad about or getting frustrated about so if you give your players a lot of reason to want to walk away from the game they at least i do obviously dark souls is an incredibly successful franchise and so i might just be kind of the minority here and that's another thing i have to acknowledge it's like like dark souls like people adore dark souls and clearly like they do most people seem to do get mad when they die like so many times in dark souls and i don't get it because that's not what happened for me i just am like okay yeah it killed me fair enough and then i move on and if it happens too many times i get bored apparently that's not the reaction most people have and so it is definitely in part just because i'm kind of weird but 
I, I do think that Dark Souls, having said that, would still benefit from um, a more robust appreciation of the fact that we as players are tricking ourselves into appreciating what this is. Because at the end of the day, all it really is is a bunch of lights and colors and shapes set in a very specific form to tell a story on a, on a computer screen. And we as the players, as human animals watching it, have to trick ourselves into believing it. And so if the game makes it hard to believe it, then there's a good chance we won't. And then we'll get bored and remember, oh yeah, this is just pixels on a screen and walk away. Or at least that's what happens with me. I get bored because I die a lot. And I'm like, and then I remember, oh yeah, this is a video game. And it's making me really like frustrated and kind of bored. And then I'm like, well, I don't think I'm going to stop playing then because it is just a video game and there are other video games that don't do this to me. So I probably just won't play, (laughs) you know, and it's like, and then, and then I get frustrated because I, I see cool cinematics or boss fights later on. I'm like, oh, shit, I can't, I really want to experience that. Then I'll go back, and I'm like, and even if I do really well, it'll still be like Dark Souls really well where it's like, you know, and, and it's like and then it, where it's still kind of slow and monotonous, and I'll die, and I'll get bored, and it's like, okay. Yeah, It also doesn't help that Dark Souls is slow. It's very slow. Like, it's a lot of, like, waiting for the enemy to hit you and also because you're slow a lot of times you don't you can't do much about it so you just end up getting hit you know like dark souls is a lot about like i know the the key to dark souls and take is taking advantage of the iframe that's how you get really good at that game i think that's that's terrible that's a terrible way to design a game where the key to getting good at it is taking advantage of an iframe and i'm like and and i know what everyone's about to say i was like oh but in sekiro the key to getting amazing that game is just pairing and i'm like Yes, here's the thing. The reason why I think parrying makes more sense than the Dark Souls dodging iframe thing is a couple reasons. One, because the reason timing, the the reason parrying is hard to do in Dark Sekiro, and it's very hard in general to do, perfect parries especially, is the, the timing and the fact that it's a little different for every boss. So it's very much an experience you have to feel out and and analyze and appreciate and and take situational by situational, you know. Whereas in Dark Souls, you know, it I, th- th- it has that to an extent. I know that if you have certain items or shields or armor, the iframe changes for you a bit. But ultimately, you know, it is still very much just like, oh, if I can if I can time the enemy's swings with the height of my roll, they won't hit me and I'll be fine. And that's the other thing. That's also not a great way of doing things because from a dramatic standpoint, what am I seeing when that happens? I'm seeing my small squishy character get hit by a giant sword but not actually get hit because it's an iframe and the sword just kind of passes through the model. And so that's another thing that's just like, oh, I just got reminded really heavily just then that this is a video game and I'm actually immortal. And then I get bored right away because it's like, oh. Whereas in Sekiro, obviously technically that's still true, but dramatically they present it as not. And so I'm able to trick myself into believing it's not. Like the and it, So like, oh, I can I can parry well, I will. And because it's like, oh, I'm blocking a sword and this is a fucking hyper mystical like um, ninja I'm playing as, it within the weird excessive context of the universe it makes sense for me to parry a fucking jet like enemy sword 57 times really and that's the other thing you have to be fast in Sekiro to make the eye the quote iframe work you have to be responsive you have to be adaptive 
at least for me, I feel like a lot more so than in the Souls games, which I, I feel like is to Sekiro's benefit, not so much to the Souls games. Um, and, and that's why it works for me. And again, mobility. It's really, really nice to just be fast on a battlefield. It makes sense. It makes you feel like you're making progress. So Souls does not have that. Souls, you are always so fucking slow in comparison to all the enemies. It's ridiculous. It's like your walk speed is just a little... <gasps> <laughs> your character always looks like they're about to collapse from exhaustion in the Souls games. And again, that's the point, but I don't like that point. It's weird. <laughs> if I am so easily encumbered by a massive heavy armor and a sword, why am I putting that shit on and then going to fight a giant dragon? Why don't I, like, try and mix a poison to slip it into the dragon's food while it's sleeping and then kill it that way? Like, why in the Souls games do I not operate like I am a squishy normal person trying to accomplish a goal? It's weird. I don't know. I just... And it, it gets boring for me really quickly, but... You know, it's 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 not. And again, it's it, there's. A, let me be clear that there's a lot more to like about the Souls games that there isn't. It's just like for me that they it is what is not to like is so extreme and so profound and so consistent that I just can never really play them very much, with the exception of Sekiro, because Sekiro is the greatest action game of all time. Maybe not the greatest. It's pretty good. It's pretty fucking good. It's a pretty fucking good video game. Um. I'm really excited that the next uh, from so the so the again for anyone who doesn't know the company who made uh, these games are from software. Their next game is a mech game where you're you're playing as giant robots doing giant robot things or doing using giant robots. And I'm like, I'm so genuinely excited for that. <laughs> that would be amazing. Um. And also, so in, in conclusion, I would like to I would like to describe how I want to how I would fix uh, the Dark Souls problem because you know I've, I don't want to be it's never good when offering criticism to just say a problem what you think is a problem and then not at least because if you can't describe how it could be better then it kind of implies that you maybe should just get used to it. But also, I know it's not good for me to get used to it, so I'm going to say what I think is better. I think Dark Souls or the Souls in games, if they ever make another one, which I know they said they won't, but it's, it's a pretty popular franchise, so there's a good chance in like 15 years they'll be like, actually, we changed our minds, we're going to do one more. If that ever happens, I think per- it should be a permadeath game. I do not think you should ever... I think in the Dark Souls game, you should be allowed to die once, and that is it. Um, even if it is a long game, like 30 hours, I think that they should try to build the game in such a way where you very much are encouraged and you are aware that you get one chance you get one chance at this because the game really is so insistent on being difficult and it really is so insistent on making you value the idea of persevering in spite of odds and really so invested in making your character a squishy little normal person then do the ultimate truth in your video game that is also true in life which is that you get one chance at it you know, and that's what makes it so fucking intense. You know, like I want you to imagine Dark Souls One in all of its, and obviously it would have to be a little, it would have to be different in its difficulty because you, if in Dark Souls One you were permadeft, literally no one would get past the first like five hours. So obviously it would have to be different in how it handles things in a lot of ways. I think stealth would be a really good idea for that. It's like permadeath makes more sense if you can sneak around basically everything in the game, um, or that if you can defeat boss fights in ways 
uh, other than just fighting them. Like maybe you can, like maybe you can, you can if you like, like you people love fucking searching for obscure items in in Dark Souls. Maybe if you can like find a obscure ass item in the middle of a vault somewhere, that'll let you one shot a boss, you know. And and it's all where it bounces out because it's permadeath. You know, and then if you choose to fight, because I know people do like fighting, then you get the ultimate. You would get the imagine the final boss fight of this new hypothetical Dark Souls. It definitely wouldn't be as difficult to say something as like Gwent, like you know, any as like any like uh, Bloodwig, for example, from Bloodborne. But like it, pro- but the thing is, because you can only get one chance, and because everything in the game is so high risk high reward it doesn't matter really to it wouldn't matter to you the subjective animal how difficult it actually was because the fact that you could die so easily would make it you know dramatically difficult it's like even if your boss the final boss fight of the new dark souls would just be something like say um the fucking cleric beast from the first game or or fucking i think a better example would be um uh i forget the the fucking What's the the one? Um, I forget the name. The, the 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 boss fight in Elden Ring where it's like the laser knives and the hammer and the fucking uh, the drat. You know that one. That imagine that being the final boss fight of a game where you can perma die. You know that would be the most adrenaline induced thing I could possibly imagine. You know you you've played the entire game. You've gradually been allowed to get better at it to the point where you know you you can just not dying is an accomplishment and you get to this fucking insane encounter which you probably only have like one to two ways to deal with which is you either fight it and are ridiculous in terms of actually beating it or you weave your way around it and it's like either way that would be so satisfying because if you if you go your way around it they can make it like really clever thing like maybe you have to solve a really fucking hard riddle or you have to scour the map and do a bunch of and piece together with knowledge and brain power how to defeat the boss easily or you can just go in and fucking fight it and if you fight it you're obviously taking a massive risk that you lose the game really you die really quickly and you lose fucking 40 hours of progress but imagine if you could pull it off i know all the fucking dark souls hardcore players would eat that shit up they would love that imagine the adrenaline rush the braids would get imagine the fucking pounding of the blood and sweatiness of palm that you would get from an experience like that because even if you failed it would still be a peak adrenaline and if you win then you did it you you fucking beat a permadeath boss fight at the end of a fucking 40 hour game you got through you know so that would, all of that would make, or, you know, even if you don't want to completely permadeath, you could have, I'd say, like, imagine imagine an Elden Ring when you only had three bonfires. Like, just three. Entire game. That'd be interesting. Um, you know, and it would make them a lot more valuable, which I think would make sense for what they are. So, yeah. I appreciate a lot of what the Souls games are. Um, I think they kind of never really learned what they should be at their best. And I think that's in part because people really love them, and they're right to. They're great video games. They're but they just for me get really fucking boring. And this is just like how I would need them to be changed in order for them not be boring for me. And also, I think they'd be 
even more better, interesting and fun to play for all those people who already love them. So, yeah, I think uh, if they ever make another Souls game, uh, permadeath or very, very little ability to save your progress, I think is how they need to do it. Uh, alternate ways of dealing with things in terms of ins- instead of fighting, because it does not make sense <laughs> dramatically or otherwise for you as a squishy normal person to go in and have your default response be to kill something by fighting it and punching it a lot. That I mean, that's something you should be able to do if you want, but you also need to be able to not do that if that's an approach, you know? I think Dark Souls, like, the next Dark Souls, whatever it is in any form, should be very much... It either needs to be a lot like fucking Sekiro, or it needs to be Elden Ring but it's stealth survival if you want it to be and also maybe perm- and also permadeath or at the very least just like three checkpoints uh throughout the entire game. That's a, that's what I, that's what I would do for the next uh Elden Ring franchise thing. Um you know, if if they ever make a Bloodborne 2, I think they should do that. Uh is just make it very like, that would make perfect sense for Bloodborne, you know. Like maybe and maybe like how you to to complement the story, maybe how you would uh, did the easiness would be you take on like eldritch powers or you just you know uh and use other eldritch things you were like hey i need you to do this favor for me in exchange the eldritch god will take a piece of your soul and that's the story and it's like that's the bad ending <laughs> like if you want you can make the bad ending playing the game like craftfully and sneakily and stealthily and like without avoiding combat but you should provide it as an option. Otherwise, your game will be objectively kind of boring a lot of the time. Um, at least a game like that where you, again... Or, again, you can add a second win mechanic. That'd be uh, really big helpful. Um, but don't be Dark Souls 1, because that, that game was a mess. Like, I mean, And t- to be fair, the fact that that game was made by a game developer with, like... The story of... Uh, the game developed behind Dark Souls is a very interesting one and a lot, I think, to be admired. It's very, as an artist, I really appreciate the artist behind Dark Souls because he was like, a, he was just this like, I think he was like 40 when he got into, when he started making video games. Like he used to have an office job and then he quit his office job and just on a whim, on an artistic whim, decided to go try and be in video games because he thought he'd make it happier and then he succeeded through his own fucking gumption and, and artistic talent. I'm like, that is a story... Uh, I think all artists uh, can appreciate. And that's why I think Dark Souls and all of its other Zian games manage to be amazing in spite of the fact that, at least for me, they can be the most boring fucking experience on Earth. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's what I, I hope they do if they ever make a next... Uh, if Elden Ring 2 ever happens, I think that um, th- th- that's a couple things they could do to improve the game. Um, and make it more fun and enjoyable and diverse in how you can approach it and not just kind of another experience of the same like. Um, and that's just my take. Um, again, I know and there's and maybe they feel they won't need to because the truth is they don't. The, the truth is so many people love Dark Souls and all of its uh, sequels basically exactly as is that they probably won't feel too... They maybe even if they decide to just be like, oh, we'll just do kind of another one they it would still i'm sure it would still be really good and fun for the people who like that formula as is i don't and that's why if another one comes out and it's just kind of the same i don't think i'll i'll probably buy it because i like supporting the the company and the artists behind it because i really like them as artists and i think they're very talented i just can't enjoy their video games very much with the exception of sekiro and bloodborne to some extent um 
but you know it, we'll, we'll see we'll see what happens i you know there's tons of blood soulsian like copies there's cop you know there's so many people who got heavily inspired by the souls games i mean it's so many like ones that are kind of lookalikes or different spins different takes um if i ever made my own soulsian game it would just be souls but permadeath i don't know why that isn't the default for what souls is it just seems to make so much sense um but all right well um, that's all I had to say for this rant. I didn't, ex- you know, I didn't, ex- I'm happy about myself because I didn't realize for like the last 50, it took me so long to figure out why I don't like Dark Souls because I couldn't figure it out. I could not figure out why I didn't like Dark Souls when all my other friends did because I kind of liked it. I liked parts of it. I liked, um, like I love, again, I loved the, the atmosphere. I love the art. I love the music. I love the story. I even love the gameplay and a lot of things you could do to a certain extent. But also, I it just bored me. It bored me every time so quickly and so excessively that I just ended up being frustrated and kind of hating playing it, even though I think it's an amazing video game. And I, you know, so I, I, I finally, I think, figured out, literally just last night, I had an epiphany. I had an epiphany last night. I had a, like, I had a, a like, a, a, like, a yowza moment of realizing what happened. And I was like, oh, damn. I know why I don't like the Dark Souls moments right now, and it's because, oh yeah, I am reminded that I can die. <laughs> I am, or that I, I, I can't die. I'm reminded I'm immortal too often, and that's their biggest problem. Um, you know, and that's, I, so it's a weird thing, and I get, I took, I think I realized why it took me so long to realize it. I think I had to get, become an adult and weighed down by the existentialism of life in order to appreciate why I didn't like Dark Souls so much, but, um, yeah, but I mean, you you know, or at least why I have a complicated relationship with it is maybe a more apt term. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, in conclusion, again, you should definitely buy and play the Soulsian games because 90% chance you will love them. Um, if you're like me, you might, you probably won't, or at least you'll find them too boring to play for very long. Um, but I definitely think that even as someone who doesn't really enjoy them too much, you should give them a chance, and, and unless it's Sekiro, in which case buy it 500 times and have everyone else buy it because it's the greatest action game ever made. But if it's just like the Souls games, uh, play it, uh, give it a shot. You'll 90% chance you'll love it. And then if you're like me, maybe they'll make one that fits us weirdos one day. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but yeah, that's it for this video. I am impressed with myself for having made like one of my I think is this my longest video no I think it's my like not my longest but it's long ish I'm impressed for making my longish video about a topic that I technically don't have a ton of passion for I'm really not a huge Soulsian fan I've just over the years become so deeply frustrated to a comedic extent by how like hard it is for me to enjoy those games and the extent like 90 percent like i can't like as i'm realizing i know a lot about the souls franchise and a lot of a lot of experience with it 90 percent of the reason is because my friends just do not did not allow any other truth to be the case like they my friends made sure i played knew about and appreciated the souls franchise whether i liked it or not and i'm like thank you i i think i could i honestly i can say thank you to them for that but also, I wouldn't mind if they were all like Sekiro more, but they're not, but whatever. <laughs> Alright, so wrapping things up, um, those are my feelings about the Soulsian franchise. Uh, 
I mentioned in my previous video, I have a book out. It's a book about my life and about my my story in life, and it's written in all just one big poetic verse thing. Um, that ultimately, if I had to guess about what kind of reaction it might inv invoke in you as you read it, I like to think you will cry. Um, I've had a couple of my friends, my my friend uh, who I do believe them when they said this, um, said. Uh, that they can't finish the book because they keep crying when they try. And I'm like, it's partially, I think, definitely because they know me. But also, I like to think I'm, I'm I'm pretty good at making it, pulling on heartstrings. So you want a book that makes you really, uh, that points out the bitter sweetness of life and pulls at your heartstrings, I really recommend A Starving Spark by me, Chase Bayless. You can find it on Amazon. I'm going to post, uh, there's a link to it on my Twitter. I'll put, I think I'll post that link again. It'll be right uh, before this episode uh, tweet. The, the, this episode will have a tweet, and then there, before that, the tweet will also be on Kindle. You can find it, yeah, you can find it on Kindle on Amazon. Uh, it's $5 for the, the PDF for the Kindle version. You can get $10 for the paperback. I'm working on uh, making a hardback cover, but I'm lazy, so I don't know when it'll come out. But pro probably within like the next week, I'll finish that, and the hard book will be ready for printing. But until then, you can get a, P a, P a Kindle or paperback. If you would like to get it, I would really appreciate it. Um, if not, if you could spread this podcast around, if you could follow... Again, Twitter is more and more becoming a weird place to be as any kind of person and to be honest that's kind of why i'm insisting on on like hear me out here because i'm pretty weird i think this is actually why i'm staying on twitter the answer is because i think it might be about to be taken over by ai and that might that's also going to be a good thing and i kind of just want to be on there when they do um i can't explain fully or at least i won't in this video why i think that's going to be the thing that happens but um, you know, I, I'm excited for it and I, I'm, you know, it's, it's interesting if nothing else, but yeah, follow me on Twitter or at the very least, if you would just like to look at my Twitter passively without investing in the thing at all, that's fine too. Uh, you could also buy my book again. I, I think it's a pretty solid book. It's not too long of a book. Um, it's like 170 ish pages, so a solid read, but nothing too excessive. So if you're looking for uh, something like that I would you know it's also something you can very much read put down and then pick up again like at any time you know it's not really something I think you have to like read in one stretch is you can you can read like two pages from this not read another for like a month and then keep going and I don't think that would bother you at all so that's the kind of book you're looking for uh it's over there again a starving spark by Chase Bearless on Amazon Kindle uh, I'm a wee younger author, so if you want to find it directly, you can follow the link on my Twitter, or you can just type aggressively so in, in, into the Amazon Kindle and make the algorithm show it to you. <laughs> all right, everyone. Uh, that's all I had for this week. Uh, you all have a good night, day, wherever you are. Sleep tight. Um, I'm really happy that labor is being respected a little more and also capitalism might die, be dying that's exciting <laughs> and because um we're all animals let's all be animals again all right anyway have a nice day uh sleep tight i'm gonna go eat rice and see you all later